What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast Podcast. Today, we're going to be looking back on a wild 2023 NBA season, and we got the game guys together. Guys, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Glad to finishing be back. up school. Yeah, still in school. It's crazy. crazy. I know. New crib, too? Yeah, yeah. New setup. Yeah. Nice. Joel's still booing as usual? Yeah, as usual. I'm in a different room than I used to be, but I'm still in the same apartment. Yeah. Uh, well, it's time to dive in on this crazy season. I don't know if you guys saw like the stuff on Twitter, people like quote tweeting the guys that like, this was the funniest season I've ever seen. With everything oh, yeah. going on with There's been some on, crazy shit. Zion on the end of season, jaw, <laughs> like there was stuff going on. Uh, so let's dive in, you know, uh, the offseason is now among us. The NBA draft is in eight days from today. So now with the offseason in mind, which NBA team are you most worried about? You know, you don't think their future is bright, not even with a good draft. What's worried about you? Carson, I'll hand it off to you for this first question. Um, I really like your pick of the Clippers, but I'll go with the other L.A. team. I'm going to go with the Lakers just you know, you have Reeves and Rui, you know, those are going to be the two free agents. Um, and, you know, those were arguably like the third or fourth best players on their postseason run. And I feel like it's just going to be a lot to resign both of them. And they don't have any youth. They were lucky to get a healthy AD postseason. But like, will that continue? You know, he's always a big what if. And with a new CBA coming, it's going to be hard to build a team around two mega max guys like LeBron and, and AD when you look at it, like who's out there on the free agent market, if you lose Rui, if you lose Reeves, who else is really out there? And then the last thing is like, you know, there's talks about LeBron wanting to get back with Kyrie. Is that really a great idea? <laughs> Dallas. Like, is, is that really a good idea from what we've seen? No, not at all. You know, is he a good idea? Is Fred VanVleet at 23 million a good idea? I'm pretty sure. So I feel, you know, if it wasn't for the Nuggets, this might've been the Lakers next, you know, best chance to get another championship with them but i just find it really hard for them to find the same success um as they did this year considering they're losing their third and fourth best guy but um and you know who else is really out there for them exactly yeah jose are you along the same lines or you got a different team in mind i went out east i actually chose the 76ers okay that um, was my second pick I like mm, yeah mm. i think I think Harden is pretty much gone. Um, I mean, they obviously hired Nick Nurse, who does have a championship, but this roster, like the construction of this roster is just like a mess. And I feel like their ceiling as a team, like we've seen it, right? I mean, they've surrounded Embiid with so many different guys and it just has not worked out. They've had, you know, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Harden. Like, do you really think Maxi is going to be a better fit next to and be than than all those guys like I don't know. He, he can't be the number two. Yeah, I, I don't see them really elevating to a contender status anytime soon unless something crazy happens. No, hundred percent. I mean and that Tobias Harris contract's a mess, you know, they're gonna do everything they can to move that for something, but at the end of the day, you know, is Maxi really a two? I don't think so. He doesn't provide enough playmaking. He's really just a scorer that can, you know, get to the rim. You know, has a above average gun shot. But I totally agree with you on that. I, I with the Clippers, you know, I think their team is a mess. They went all in 
on trying to build a team around Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, you know, making, getting great role players. I think they have some of the best culmination of role players in the NBA, but it just faltered. You know, now you have Paul George didn't even play in the playoffs. Kawhi, you know, was the leading scorer in points per game overall from the playoffs, but you know, it wasn't enough to get over the Suns, and it surely wasn't going to be enough to get over any of those other teams they might have ran into. Um, I think at this point, it, you have to really start exploring who you're going to trade. Are you going to get rid of Kawhi, PG, get rid of both? I think it's seriously time to think about that because the last thing you want is to open that brand new arena, I believe, out there in Inglewood, and you have no sort of team yeah. to go bring out to the table. Um, you know, I think in the draft, you know, We'll be addressing this on the draft show. When it comes around for the number 30 overall pick, I want them to take a shot. Go after Amani Bates, a guy with immense potential. Mm. Everyone knows his name, you know, from his, you know, peak and being the Kevin Durant prototype. I think he's a guy that you should take a shot at number 30. You know, do not go for, you know, an instant impact guy. Get a guy that, you know, could potentially be a late round steal because you have nothing really to look forward to on this roster. And you're going to put one of the best coaches in the NBA, you know, he's going to leave because there's not much he's going to want to stay around for at the end of the day, unless they just throw a lot of money at him. So, yeah. Um, now the NBA championship, the Denver Nuggets walked away with it. 2023 NBA champs, you know, they were dominant all postseason. Shout out to Nikola Jokic. You know, it seems like basketball is like a side gig for him. He doesn't really know <laughs> that kind of, you know, love for the game, but – he is better. He's than pissed anybody. that the parade's on Thursday, bro. That was so funny. He's like, damn, <laughs> I really got to stay here all week. That was so funny. <laughs> I watch his horses race. But, um, yeah, yeah, so 2024 NBA champion. You know, I know they have odds out and everything like that, but I want to know from you guys, who is your early pick? Jose, I'll start off with you this time. Man, I'm picking the, the Nuggets again. Like, this was their first year as a core all healthy, right? of Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and the rest guys, you know, are pretty much going to be there next year, except Bruce Brown, who's probably going to get a bag somewhere. Oh, yeah. And they're all yeah. under 30. And next year, Murray will be two years removed from that ACL, so he'll be even better. I don't see how, like, they've now got one of the best cultures in the league as well, and this could be, like, the start of a dynasty. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Carson, I know you have a similar answer, so anything to add to that? Yes, totally agree. Um, I feel like they're just, like, the safest pick. And even though they're losing Bruce Brown, like, they're going to be, like, the number one destination for, like, veteran role players trying to come and win a ring. Because, like, who doesn't want to play with Jokic, you know? Like, he's like he's easily has to be, like, him and Curry, they have to be, like, the best guys you want to play for. He's going to get you the ball. Um, the core four, they're all young, all under contract. I, I expect Porter Jr. to, you know, take another jump next season. You know, he's going to be fully healthy. Um, and then you kind of look around the West. It's like, you know, Jaw has a, you know, suspension looming. Who knows if the Suns are going to make all the right moves. Um, you know, the Warriors, we're going to get to them. They have an uncertain offseason to go. There's not really anyone in the West that, you know, I see, you know, matching up with them. The, you know, it, it's a lot of what ifs with them. And then you look at the East. Jalen Brown not, might not even be on the Celtics. You know, the Bucks have aging an aging core around Giannis. And, and well, the Sixers ain't going to, you know, be there with them. So um, even though they, they probably will lose Bruce Brown, I, I'm 
confident they're going to find someone like him to fill in that role. They're going to get guys, everybody, and they're the safest pick for sure. And they really dynasty. It really could happen for them. We just have to wait and see. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Bruce Brown, they have a guy on the roster who I think is going to fill in that void pretty easily, and that's Christian Braun. Christian I mean, he was Braun, fantastic. Yeah. I believe it was game four yeah. or game three where he had 15 points, was just dominant that whole game. He's going to have a huge role. And he played a big role in these playoffs just coming off, you know, winning a national championship with the Kansas the year before. Now he insists the rookie season. He wins another championship. You can't get much sweeter than that in sports. Um, he just liked that, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, they were the team that downed uh, Miami in the Elite Eight last year. So, unfortunate to see that. But uh, my pick, I got the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think, mm. you know, Matt Ishbia has shown no hesitation to really go out there and be aggressive. You know, he said, we like Mikel Bridges, but I like Kevin Durant better. He goes out there and throws that package that they were not willing to do before he entered. Uh, now you have KD. You have Booker as those main two guys. I think Booker is the number one on this team, as crazy as that may sound. I think Kevin Durant is going to be able to sit back, you know, do a little bit more like he did in Golden State and let Devin Booker carry you as he did very well during the playoffs uh, in the two rounds that they played. Um, I think it's going to come down to trading DeAndre Ayton this summer. I think there will be a suitable buyer, whether it be the Mavericks, are not, you know, content with taking Derek Lively at number 10 or, you know, whatever their options are, we'll see. Uh, I think they go around and get some capable 3 and D players and uh, a solid bench score to go with. And, uh, you know, who knows if CP3 returns? I know there's some complications with that, but, you know, maybe they go get a Fred Van Vliet, a guy that can, you know, be a scorer for them, you know, play at the second unit a little bit. I like Phoenix uh, to go out there and win that national – I mean, win the – championship they've been waiting to win so uh let's dive now into the nba finals themselves i mean we talked on it briefly but uh you know at the end of the day were the nuggets just really good were the heat just not bad we're just bad flat out bad you know thoughts overall um carson i'll start off with you this time um yeah i feel like the nuggets really were just that good i mean they are said like a dynasty going forward and i feel like the heat you know they kind of just like regressed to the mean i mean like their their role guys really came back down to earth um you know bam was great but if he's like your top option like where does that really get you when he's hitting those mid-range jumpers and you know even if like people that the heat weren't that good and weren't like you know a capable finals contender for the nuggets you know they beat two of the other three teams that everyone else thought would be the celtics and the bucks they beat them and there's no way in heck the Sixers the Nuggets. So, um, you know, the Nuggets, they just played who's in front of them. And it, I think we, we're we really just seeing, like, one of the better teams of the last 10 years or so. And I feel like it was – they were going to beat whoever. They were that good. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, – yeah, I don't think the Heat were bad. I mean, this was a play-in team, right? Like, they were never supposed to be here in the first place. But it showed just how volatile, you know, the East can really be versus, you know, the West, which is just head and shoulders above any competition, really, that the East can throw at them right now. Because, I mean, we all thought at one point that the Celtics, you know, or the Bucks or something were going to cruise through the East. And then, you know, the Bucks went out early. You know, the Celtics kind of got embarrassed at home. So, I don't yeah. know. 
it's just the, the West is really head and shoulders above the East right now. No, yeah. Uh, I think at the end of the day, Jimmy Butler was jealous of himself from what the first round is. You know, yeah. people have been saying, you know, they're saying he was likely injured. I can definitely see that. But, you know, there's the role players did not play, you know, the level they were. You know, Caleb Martin left everything he had on the table to beat Boston, you know, 18 points a game. He was outplaying, you know, Jalen Brown out there, and that's a $300 million guy. Uh, and then, you know. Yeah, he sold himself for that for sure. Yeah, they have an interesting offseason ahead of them. I'm he became excited. a legend in that series, though. He did. He did. You know, Jay Cole, courtside, rooting him on. You know, love to see that. But, um, yeah. You know, yeah, I just think, you know, the Nuggets are just such a well-coached team. You know, Mike Malone deserves his flowers. He did a great job. You know, I love – like, I know. I love seeing, like, the little clips they did of, like, the locker room, of, like, him talking to the team. You know, they won game one. He's like, don't even celebrate just get back to work. You know, that's the like the exact yeah. attitude I want to see from a coach. And, you know, now he got that illustrious ring. So I'd love to see that. But, yeah, I think the, the role players for Denver just outplayed the role players for the Heat, and that's what it was going to come down to at the end of the day. So, yeah. And they just uh, had the best player. Like, yeah, Jokic, is, he's just the best player in the league, you know. And, you know, Jimmy's great, Bam's great, but there's just levels to it, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Jokic can impact the game a lot more than Jimmy can. So, you know, regardless of him not being a you know all-star defender, he doesn't need to be at this point. That that notion can be dropped. So, um, now it's time to talk about the trades. You know, there's been a lot of buzz in these last couple hours at the time of recording. You know, Bradley Beal is expected to be working with the Washington Wizards to look for a trade out of Washington. Will he finally run from the grind? You know, it's been forever. I feel like he's been there. Um, you know, Dame, is he going to go? There's talks that potentially the Pelicans could be looking to move up to number two to select Scoot Henderson with a trade of Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram, uh, depending on which way they go. That should be extremely interesting to see. So I want to ask you guys, Jose, I'll start with you. Which NBA big trade would you like to see this offseason to shake up the league? Man, can we agree that a Dame trade is like years overdue, like four or five years overdue? Yeah. Yes. That's it's got to be Dame, right? I mean, he he's he himself has openly started to talk about you know the possibility of being traded. He's named Miami as you know an option for him. You know, he he's, he says Bam Adebayo, like that's a dog he wants to play with. So I mean, Dame to Miami, like let's make it happen. I think they could run it back next year. You know, maybe face the Nuggets again, and it'd be a different story with Dame. A hundred percent. Carson, I know you got a different guy. I want to hear your pitch on this. Yeah, I do. I One thing on the Dame thing, though, is, like, I, the Heat, that would, be a, that would be crazy if he went there. I just, like, part of me, like, doesn't know how they would get it done. I just don't know what assets they had to get back. But also, like – it's Pat Riley. He's the godfather. He's going to make them an offer they can't refuse. And he just, like, figures shit out. Like, he's, he's exactly. Pat Riley. So, I saw, that, that would be crazy I saw to someone see. Draw Obviously, this up. Zion would be hmm. um, Caleb Martin, Struz, Hero, Jovic, and two future firsts. Which, I mean, with the timeline of the Heat, you know, they're probably only going to be in contention for a couple seasons. So, those future firsts could be pretty – yeah, yeah. If they're down far enough, it's. And I mean, it, Dame could also force his way out if he really wanted to. Oh, uh, 
there's no way Portland should take Tyler Hero in a deal. It needs to be a three-team trade. That's the way I see it. Could, yeah. Because yeah. you have Shaden Sharp. You're going to have – Yeah, if I'm Portland, I need somebody, I need somebody better. Yeah. 100%. But they also got number two. Like, they could drive somebody there and be fine with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, uh, you know, them getting, like, RJ Barrett from the Knicks, you know, in a three-team trade. You know, it looks like he might be on his mm-hmm. way out, too. So, uh, I had the same thing. I want Dame out as well. So, Carson, uh, how about your alternate plan here? Yeah, I want in Minnesota. He doesn't play defense. He makes the most athletic plays and fouls, especially in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, he's a great shooter, you know, and he's a great offensive force. But I just don't think the ant go – well, especially just go – that just doesn't work. And I think with Cat, ideally get, like, a third guy, really like a second guy next to ant that fits better. Or you can trade him for depth. Like, I'm thinking, you know, maybe Brooklyn and Brooklyn, Cam, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, you know – Back, really good, solid defensive wings to pair with Ant. There, you know, McDaniel's is still there. Hopefully, they sign uh, Nas Reed. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, Ant turns in that player that like we all expect him to be if they if they trade Cat. But I just don't want to see Cat Minnesota anymore. I don't know who would who is going to trade for him. Hope I I would assume maybe Brooklyn. That's my choice. I, I don't like the pairing with those two. Let's bear and cat. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe you team up with D'Lo again. D'Lo's probably gone from the Lakers, so. Oh, no, he's gone, yeah. Him him and Mikel would be nice. I'd like that duo. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's gone. Um, all right, so we've been meaning to talk on this subject. Um, I got to let Jose start first, so, you know. He can get that outsider opinion, but we got to talk about Golden State. I mean, uh, you know, it was kind of if they didn't win the championship this year, there's going to be a lot of questions regardless. So, you know, yeah. we didn't win, you know, didn't get the repeat. So be it. Now we're in a situation Bob Myers has decided to resign from the team. Uh, no idea where he'll be headed next. Might just take a year off um, and then go somewhere else. But it seems like his saga in Golden State's done, you know, after, you know, being the man behind. You know, a lot of the moves that helped Golden State be able to win four NBA finals in his tenure. But it's an interesting situation. Jose, I got to start with you. Uh, if you were in this position, you know, you're not a Kings fan. You're, you want to see what you can do to make the Warriors as best as possible going forward. Uh, what yeah. would you do? Yeah, I, I don't think there's an easy, uh, you know, retooling to kind of put yourself back into contention as of right now. You know, I think it's time to accept the dynasty is kind of over. This was really your last, the last possible year in that window. You know, I mean, Curry's obviously still amazing, but the trio of him, Dre, and Clay are just not the same as they once were. But, you know, you do have some some young guys who you can develop and sort of build your core from within. Like, we saw some great minutes from Moody, you know, in that series against the Kings. I mean, Poole, despite his ups and downs, like he does have potential to be a prolific scorer. And I mean, Kaminga's obviously got, you know, limitless athleticism and two-way potential. So I think really just letting those guys get run and just sort of, you know, building them up the Warriors way, the same way you built up, you know, Draymond and Clay and Kerry. So that's that's really all you can do right now. All right. 
Carson, I'll let you start before I uh, I bring the table some interesting things. Yeah, I mean, I, I really ideally do want to keep Poole and Kaminga because they just they're so young and they do have so much talent. But I think you know what we saw this year, you know, with the whole punch, you can't really develop guys while also being a championship contender. It's one or the other. And I think if you really want to capitalize on Curry being like one of five best players in the league and capitalize most out of the three guys and trade at least one, if not both of them, especially pool. Um, and you could probably get something really good because like I said, pool is crazy with those two. And someone would really like pool and Kaminga is definitely a very, very juicy asset. And I think you could get real depth to pair with Steph who is, you know, at his apex right now. Clay, Trey, Wiggins, you add some depth with there. You have Moody still, you know, developing and try and get one more title out of these guys. Yeah, I feel like you just have to run this core into the ground and try and get as much out of it as possible. Yeah. All right. So when it comes to the situation, um, I think what Golden State does, they cannot trade for draft picks in this situation. I think they have to, you know, be in the mindset of we need to win with this team we have. Don't, you know, try and mix errors together. You got to make a clear decision on that. So if they go in that the way of we want to win now, do not be, oh, let's collect draft picks for guys like Poole and so on and so forth. Go all in for it. That's the way I think you should do, especially when you're, you're not going to get a guy like Steph for 25 plus years, likely, you know, the way this is going. Uh, so I think you trade Poole and Kaminga for some death pieces, pieces. If they want to keep that number 19 pick, they need to get an instant impact guy. But this uh, is going to be the trade uh, that I have in mind if we want to let this go. Uh, I'll show it on the screen. Uh, so essentially, uh, I'll run it down for you guys. The Warriors would receive Robert Covington, TJ McConnell, Norman Powell, Chris Duarte, and a 2028 protected first-round pick from the Clippers. The Clippers would get Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga, and the Pacers would get Bones Highland, uh, the 30th overall pick in the draft and the 19th overall pick in the draft. I think if you get McConnell, Duarte, Powell, and Covington, those are four great bench players that can help you rejuvenate the bench power that helped Golden State win all these championships. The guys like a Leandro Barbosa, a Maurice Spates, a Sean Livingston, an Andre Iguodala, you name it. Those were the backbone of the team. As good as the stars have been, you are nothing without the solid guys that can give you 20 minutes per game on, you know, a tough, you know, road night or whatever it may be. You need those tough guys in your roster. And I think yeah. as much as you want to develop Kaminga and Poole and all that stuff, those guys can be very, you know, shaky. Sometimes you can only you might not even be able to play them as we saw in the playoffs. So I think you have to make a decision like that. Go out there, get some depth and mm -hmm. uh that's the situation I would do with Golden State. So uh, to end it off, a bold prediction, something that you might think happened this offseason. Uh, Carson, I, 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 love, I would love to hear this take, so go ahead and drop this. Yeah, I mean, if, if the draft stays and there's no trade made and it's Charlotte at two and it's Portland at three, if Charlotte takes Brandon Miller, I feel like they're going to regret that the rest of their time. And it would totally make sense because Charlotte has 
all that they've done their whole career is take as make bad draft picks and make bad signings and not do anything relevant. So it would totally be in character. And I'm not saying that Brandon Miller is going to be bad. I, I think he's actually going to be, it looks like he has a really good jumper. He's tall, he's athletic, you know, all, all the other stuff aside, I think he's still going to be a really good player, but I think Scoo is going to be like, like potentially like great. And he seems like someone that's like going to be like one of the best guards and like one of the better players in the NBA. And if you take Brandon Miller and opportunity put Scoo and, and go together, I think that will be like a mistake that would definitely like set them back even farther. If the draft stays out, because it seems like there's a lot of talk that, you know, picks might move, you know, Zion, there's a whole bunch going on, but if, if the draft stays how it is, and this plays out like it's shaping out. Charlotte's going to regret that for a long time. I got no comment for that. I'm I have a different opinion on that. But uh, Jose, what is your bold prediction? I kind of gave it away earlier because I was talking about Dame. That was it. But now I don't know. I think look, the Kings obviously this was their first their first season, you know, back in the playoffs, and the GM Monty like. He has shown that he's not afraid to completely make a move if he thinks it's going to, you know, benefit the team. Like the whole Sabonis thing, trading away, you know, Halliburton. So I would not be surprised if they went after a guy this offseason, whether it's, you know, they throw money at Bruce Brown or they trade for OG or, you know, they do something. I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it. Okay. So like a $20 million per year guy comes into Sacramento is your prediction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully a wing getting for OG. Is Murray get is Murray in that kind of wait? Is Murray in the deal? Oh, Keegan? <sighs> no. Because he's your most valuable. I, I mean, ideally, ideally no. But maybe. It'd probably have to be Davion. Davion has to be in that deal. It's That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um and it probably picks. That's what it's really gotta be. Um, yeah, we'll see though. I feel yeah. like the Ananobi, Ananobi situation is very interesting. I feel like there's definitely he's definitely going out this offseason because he's been talked about getting moved forever. So, uh, with that, I believe that not one but two all star, all NBA caliber t- players will be moved this offseason. Whether we're mm-hmm. talking Dame, Julius Randle, you know, Zion, Jaylen. maybe LeBron goes to the Mavericks, who knows. <laughs> I think we'll see yeah. at least big time <laughs> players make a change this offseason uh, yeah. that will alter those championship odds drastically. So thoughts on thoughts on Jalen? Like, are are they paying him? They have to, have to. Yeah, yeah. But like, <sighs> you evaluated trade in like two years. You don't come across two way talents like that every offseason. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like Carson, what yeah. are your thoughts? I feel like if they. Them, they would have done it already and yeah it's tough it's just gonna be like such it's gonna leave a bitter taste in their mouth having to pay that guy you know the super max after the way things ended yeah no uh they they have so much debt you know like it's just like maybe you move a smart you move a, a Derek white a malcolm brogdon like you just gotta they'll do something rob you know, how minimal move rob mm-hmm Move hey, like I want to hear the rebuttal on the show, Liam. I, I want to hear you, you disagree. Yeah, so 
I mean, Austin Griffin and I have been like spearheading a lot of this draft stuff. And, you know, I'm working on my big board. I'm heavily considering putting Brandon Miller at number two. I think a wing that can pass, shoot, rebound the way he does and score, I think is a lot more valuable than a, a guard that can, you know, do that has iffy jump shot. And, you know, while he may be a great playmaker, very aggressive, you know, he's going to be a good defender. I don't know how often we come across wings like Brandon Miller. And when we do, they tend to hit a decent bit. It could be, you know, a Jason Tatum, yeah. Mark Holtz, Lonzo Ball situation, for all we know. I mean, Lemon Yama excluded, so. Yeah. No, I, 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 I get that. Because it's a lot harder to find wings than it is to find guards like that. But I think Portland would be stupid if they traded out if that Scoot because Scoot would be perfect to put alongside Shaden Sharp. I think that'd be better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, what's what's a better option to replace Dame than you know Scoot? That'd be a perfect you know transition. Exactly. Dump some empty contract like Nurkic, and then you know go in a different direction. So. Yeah. All right, well, we appreciate everyone for listening along today. We'll be back with some more content. The NBA Draft live stream should be as planned uh, on next coming Thursday. Uh, we'll be back with you with that. We'll cover the draft from maybe pick one to pick 60. We'll see how long we go. But uh, without further ado, this has been Coast Coast Podcast signing out.